we are live. Oh, I have I've been looking forward to this for a little bit since I found out about your book, Jeff Wilson. I have here. Uh, he is the author of a book called Evolve: The Parables of Plant Medicine, and um, a friend of mine from high school, Pia, had posted about the book, uh, and I was like, "This is awesome! Like, I'm all about plant plant medicine," but I. I Right, I just commented on the status. I'm like, does this have to have just happen to be involved with mushrooms at all? Because like, I'm a huge supporter of of mushrooms for for your health uh, on so many different levels. Uh, I love how you you can reactively treat things like PTSD, anxiety, depression, but you can be proactive on things like Alzheimer's, dementia, dementia, neurodegenerative stuff. Uh, but then, like, in between, like, it's just, it's like Limitless with Bradley Cooper, just without all the crazy pharmaceutical side effects that come with it. Like, it's, it can really get you aligned if you do it properly. And I think I'll uh, let you do some talking now. <laughs> uh, and it's it's so great to to be on your podcast, man. I'm a big fan of you. I'm a huge fan of Pia. She was my book coach for the book Evolve. I figured. The Parables of Plant Medicine, which is a book I had in me that I had to get out because of a spiritual slash psychedelic experience that I'm still a shared one that I'm still looking for other people that have had something similar, just so I can have a conversation. Mm-hmm. That book, uh, there's really the, that re that's the reason I really wrote that book. Um, and it came after a lot of, uh, dealing with some depression and, um, starting to microdose mushrooms, mm-hmm. testing out some DMT and some other things. And, um, and it was, uh, yeah, it, it, it was an absolute, uh, joy to complete. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it made me feel, um, that I've really set on a journey, just like you have as someone who is promoting and being a pioneer of the plant medicines here, uh, to say, hey, guys, guess what? I know our parents and our grandparents and the world is like, you'll go crazy and you'll go insane if you do psychedelics or LSD or stuff like that. Um, we're here to tell you that that is a very low chance of that happening and the benefits, in my opinion, far outweigh the results that uh, I have. And that's the reason why we also have the podcast, uh, mm-hmm. the parables of plant medicine on, uh, on Spotify and on uh, Apple uh, podcasts. So uh, yeah, go ahead and listen to that. That's yes. free evolves on uh, available on Amazon to purchase. Um, but that is, uh, yeah, that's me. And uh, that's why I'm super happy to be on your podcast, man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to have you here. I'll tell you what, tell you one thing, uh, you know, I'm big, I, I, I'm very much in touch with, in touch with energy and I can tell you that the energy that just comes off of you is you're just exuding this positive energy and it's, it's almost surreal, you know, because you've got this level of happiness to you that you can, I can just tell is natural with you like that's just the way you are and and it's it's crazy in a in the crazy world that we live in you know to to have that with you but it's like i i got so much respect for the journeys that you've gone through because it's not easy because of old programming and conditioning that we have in our brains to think that oh it's illegal so it's bad it's bad for you well 
No, <laughs> let me stop you there. Um, it's not like there's the way I say it is like for mushrooms, at least when you do mushrooms as a kid, you do them to get fucked up. When you do them as an adult, you, you do them to get unfucked up. <laughs> and I think it's Love pretty, that. I think it's pretty accurate because, you know, as adults, we microdose. Um, as an adult, like as a kid, I've had, I had some bad trips with mushrooms or what I like to call bad trips or used to like to call bad trips. Really, there's no such thing as a bad trip. You just didn't, you, you just didn't learn the lesson that I was trying to teach you with it. Um, or, or you did, it just didn't feel great and yeah. that's okay too, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, growth is uncomfortable. And so if you're getting uncomfortable with it, you're, you're growing, whether you want to recognize it at the time or not. Yeah, so I, I love that you were hinting at this moment, this the bad trip thing and the things that we were like, oh, don't try it, you'll go nuts. So I want to talk about the darkest timeline, the darkest moment. That That'd be great. It wasn't so wasn't so dark for me, actually, because I could feel it coming. But I to integrate the experience, your r- listeners probably can't no. see this, but that is a tattoo of antlers on yep. my wrist that I had to actually put on my wrist. So I always remembered this moment. I was in a maloka in uh, uh, outside of Tamarindo, uh, Ruhani is what it's called. I was there with um, a friend of mine, uh, Melissa. It was her first plant medicine experience. We were doing chenga and uh, mushrooms, chocolate mushrooms together with chenga. Chenga is the, the natural DMT out here in Costa Rica. Yep. And uh, the first time I'd done it, it was a real big – it's kind of like a party, like celebrating the nature and life. And and the first time I did it, it was, it was like a great little – it's going out to space, and it was great. This time – even the shaman was like, this is a journey inside and this mm-hmm. will be very different. Mm-hmm. And as that started to happen, uh, I went into this uh, Maloka with intention. And my intention was there's a lot of crazy stuff that's happened to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of it has been shared experience. So it wasn't just me that was there when it happened. Someone else was there with me. And we were like, what is going on? And so that's where I was like, I, I think I have to tell this story because someone other people were there to see it it wasn't just inside my mind it wasn't just psychedelic something else happening and so as i went into mocha i was like gee should i do this podcast should i write this book and uh and uh, this was uh all of a sudden i'm looking up the maloka everything's starting to kick in and then these spider legs oh start to come down in, in into the maloka and i and when i get nervous i smile anybody mm. that knows that like when i get nervous i, I, I smile and, and bosses that are always trying to reprimand me always hated it <laughs> when i'm nervous i start to <laughs> smile because yeah. they think i'm laughing at it right but it's like when i get nervous i kind of smile and usually that alleviates it a bit so i'm smiling i'm seeing i can't see the face of what's happening but it just looks like spider legs and i'm like oh man like and my 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 intention was ask the spider you know should i tell my story is going to help anybody, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and as the uh, <clears throat> excuse me, as as the legs started to come down, it got a little bit more fuzzy, and all of a sudden, I was sort of transported into this into this place near a waterfall, and I was sitting there, and I couldn't really see the spider, but then it put this this crown of antlers on my head, like you are anointed as this king of of of, of antlers, and I was feeling all good, and I was looking around, and all of a sudden that. The spider in its infinite wisdom as plant medicine knocks it off my head onto the ground and says, you are not your masks. You are not your crown. You are your actions act and you will know. And so it was like this really cool moment where it was like, oh, let me give you the thing you think you want. And let me tell you why it doesn't matter. And it's in those moments where you smile, you start laughing. It's kind of horrifying, mm-hmm. but it's like 
do you really want this? Yeah. Or, or this, and it says, listen, do your thing. You'll know when you start doing it. And so that was about as dark as it got <laughs> for yep. me so far. Um, and, uh, and I'm okay now, I think going deeper into shadow work and the darkness of it. And, and I think that what people don't understand is when you start to have a conversation with your own darkness, as well as get acquainted with the light that you are, um, the things that happen are you, you kind of become an, an understanding, right? You mm -hmm. get to this level of understanding that uh, you're no longer afraid of the dark side, right? And yep. what ends up happening is you start to understand it. And then you start to transform the energy of that dark darkness to more the middle way, right? You don't, you know, mm -hmm. so that's a bit rambling here, but that's, no, no, uh, you know that's what? I, I, <laughs> that's that's what I love about psychedelics. I've done I've done a few podcast podcasts on this. Like a buddy of mine, uh, who you'd actually get along with great, and I'll get back to why in a minute. But he's done into ayahuasca and stuff, and I've done. Um, the I've done a podcast with a, a guy named Flowing River, and like he's all about. You can tell just by the name that he's all about what we're about, just on a whole other level, right? And um, and you know, we we were talking. He actually mentioned me. He's like, yeah, you know, that's the thing with psychedelics, whether it's mushrooms, uh, uh, ketamine, DMT, uh, cambo. Uh, is cambo the licking? What's the f lick the toad one? Yeah, Cambo isn't typically psychedelic. Yeah. Um, it is uh, frog poison that I'll be doing it on Wednesday, actually. Yeah. And um, I, it was the first plant medicine I ever did in ceremony. Um, cool. And uh, I had a couple come into Vancouver when I was there, all dressed in flowing clothes, all alone in this really nice house in this strange place. It was just a weird place to be, but I was I – was, one of my friends said you got to go do this thing so yeah. i didn't even research it because if you uh if you, you research what's going to happen it's uh you can talk yourself out of five minutes yeah it's 45 minutes of suck and it's five minutes of awesome yeah and, but that five minutes is worth it and and you feel better it's a purification ceremony what ends up happening is um they burn you mm -hmm. and then they take the fraud po fraud poison they put it into the open cuts on the area of your body okay. it flows into your bloodstream you start to heat up mm -hmm. you start to get sick you gotta fast uh for 12 hours before and you drink a ton of water before okay and then you end up uh heating up and you feel like you're poisoned it sucks and then you start throwing up and according to the shamans uh, out here, they're talking about you are, you are getting rid of um, bacteria and things that have been in your body for a long, long time, bile and stuff like that coming out of yep. your body uh, that this way throwing up or the other way. Mm -hmm. And um, they are they're they're really high believers of that purification. A lot of people do Campbell before they'll go and do ayahuasca mm. just to make sure they have a better experience or a more clear experience. Yeah. Um, and they also said if you do three Cambo sessions in one moon cycle, uh, you almost clean your blood entirely. Wow. So I, yeah. And I, like I said, it, it's, it's, it, they sing to it as well. So, uh, okay. as to, 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 uh, activate the, the energy inside yeah, the vibration, medicine, the yep. singing starts and then it just kind of goes, the vibration of the song hits the medicine. goes like, so it's a light, a little bit like ayahuasca. Um, but, um, that's crazy. Yeah, Cambo is it's a great first one to try because it 
something happens in health wise uh if you listen to melissa n's um stories and, and health stuff on my podcast parables of plant medicine she's like she was in rough shape like lots of uh bad things were going on with her mm -hmm. uh lung infections um was a bit uh, overweight uh had a lot of other things going on mm -hmm. and now she's big into plant medicine uh, out here in costa rica and uh like lungs completely healed she had both her knees done doesn't have the damage lost about i don't know 70 70 100 pounds in weight wow good and for like her has gotten yeah and has gotten younger looking energy level skyrocketed mm -hmm. and uh yeah it just uh for some people where where we are cambo um seems to bridge the gap before the psychedelic that let's really get there and let's go let's get your body into the right place first mm -hmm where you're the most comfortable yep. for the age that you're at, who you yep. are, to continue the path. So it's so it's um so it's most efficient, maybe. Yeah, no 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 that it, it's like I've heard this about ayahuasca and that you have to like fast for a few days, go vegan for like a month and stuff like that. And I don't know, personally I'm not really down for the whole vegan thing. Um I am all about like cleansing your body and detoxing your body and stuff like that. It's just, I don't, I, I don't like there's, there's vegan and then there's like propaganda vegan. And so it's kind of, it sounds like a bad taste in my mouth, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I know I'm an eater, man. I don't, I, uh, I try to, you know, I'll, I'll you are way, idiotic. you're way too big to be, to be a vegan. You, you have, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but you got too much muscle mass and stuff on you to be, a, to be a vegan. I know a carnivore or at least, you know, someone that isn't afraid to eat probably properly sourced, uh, meat. Like that's just, that's the key. If you're going to eat meat, just make sure you know where it's coming from. Well, you know what I'm craving right now is elk, right? Like when oh, I was back yeah. in Vancouver, now that I moved, now that I moved to, uh, yep. to, uh, uh CR, yeah, I'm, hard. it's hard to get elk but back home dude i'd have elk uh twice a week nice and uh, the first time i had elk i couldn't believe it I, I went for a sleep and it felt like my cells were starting to smile if you can mm -hmm. they're like thank you yeah absolutely good one yeah, yeah. no i've I, I uh absolutely elk elk moose and then uh organ meat and that, that's a big one uh, it's just uh I mean, we can do a whole other podcast about how we're getting lied to about everything, uh, but that's that's a whole other, you know, hour and a half of my time that I could just go on and on about that. People, uh, wanna, people know they're being lied to. We just got to figure out the good the good things that make sense and get them back here. You know, it's yep. Uh, and you know, I, I think that's really truly what the collective is going through. We're going the collective is going through a dark night of the soul. Um, as we individually start to deal with our unresolved trauma, our generational trauma, our geographical trauma, and all that comes with it. And that's what you're doing with psychedelics. That's what I was kind of trying to talk about with the, with flowing river is he said that you can take, you, you can cram seven years of shadow work into one one good journey with with some with the right medicine right and like that's absolutely true 
Um, yeah, I, I'm actually an entheogenic coach. I did a 30 week course with Be True to You. So I did uh, when COVID hit. I was talking to Robin Black, who you might know from MMA circles, and I asked him about COVID. And uh, he's, he said, listen, if you got food in your belly, food and a roof over your head and food in your fridge, don't get crazy. He said, but don't come out of COVID without more skills. Exactly. And I that to, you know, I took that to, to Harden. So I did an online course with uh, Deanne Adamson and the Be True to You team to understand everything about plant medicine, that which gave me the competency to continue my own journey mm-hmm. and now to share that. Um, share the journey with, with others. Yeah, with other people. And because uh, it's it, hard, it's uh, hard to find where you're going, right? Like it, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it can be like, that's, it's not something to do on your own. Like the cool thing about mushrooms is as Terrence McKenna will tell you, mushrooms can't kill you. They can only make you think that they can kill you. Um, <laughs> you know, so you can like, you can feel safe to take some mushrooms and stuff like that, but it's nice to know what you're going to go through. And like, again, we've, we've been programmed and indoctrinated. It's in our DNA to think that mushrooms are bad for you. It's like, we are mushrooms. Mushrooms are good for you. <laughs> like, well, and then if you, I, I was, I, uh, I, was, I had a good friend of mine, Melissa, um, uh, doing a sawchuck doing a uh, a reiki session on me mm-hmm. a couple of weeks back and i ha- and now i realized i have to get a tattoo of the tree of life on my Love arm it. because i started to realize that we as humans have the ability to be animals and be plants and uh when we sit and meditate we become like the plant and when we act and move we become like the animal yeah. and uh and as i started to realize that i was like there were thoughts coming in in this amazing sort of creative spot where i was like i wonder if you sat in front of the same tree for years and you just continue to meditate in front of that same tree uh on the same sort of thing whether that be a question or whether it be something else and i wonder what the plant life around that tree would support and if it would answer the question that you're asking but it was just like this cool moment where i was like oh yeah man you'll talk about yeah you talk about uh the dark night of the soul yeah um yeah we're opening up and starting to realize how this this planet this planet the earth itself i believe is awakening as well yeah and it's and it's been doing this for a while now it's like hey I'm awake, so I know what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. So let me show you what you should be doing. Yep. And let's do this together. Yep. Um, and so there's a huge transition happening yep. that way. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it is an exciting time if you're in this place. Other than the rest of the world is is difficult to be in without a place like plant medicine I and uh, couldn't agree more, man. psychedelics to be in, right? A lot of people ask me, like, oh, how do you stay positive through all this stuff? Because I'm sharing all the dark stuff, like, hey, these people that are telling you to to do this, they also do this shit without you realizing. And it's like, you know, I, I've not, I, I used to be a big red pillar, you know, I love to red pill people and think, you know, and then like I've come to the realization that's just my ego that likes to red pill people. But, uh, you know, I do like to share like what's going on, but then I also like to share like, hey, like it's, this is why we're going through this. Like, let's all individually heal so we can heal as a collective and we can go into this new earth that everybody keeps talking about this, that they say is already here. And it is here. It is here because it's all here. It's all in here, you know, and that's what plant medicine does is it makes you go within and, and 
personally, I think that's the one of the biggest problems with humanity is we're always constantly looking externally for everything. Like God answers everything. Everything you need to know, whether you realize it or not, is all within. It's all there. You just need to tap into it the right way. And, and plant medicine can definitely help you do that. Yeah, I mean, I can't disagree with it. Sometimes I think the internal and the external are the exact same thing and they're not separate. Yep. Um, I mean, that's a four-hour conversation in itself. <laughs> yeah. But it's kind of like... Uh, yeah, I'm not, I don't try to tell people um, what it is or what it isn't. I try to figure out what – I can only see the world from my own eyes, man. One of the biggest exactly. lessons I'm learning this year is very few people think like I do mm-hmm. um, in the exact way. So when I say a word like um, – uh, Shane, your, your hat's on backwards. Uh, that's pretty awesome. And you're like, is he saying, it's, uh, am I saying it's awesome, good, or is he being yeah, sarcastic? Yeah. Or what do you mean by that? It, yeah. I start ever since I started asking, what do you mean by what you're saying? In a very simple way, to everyone that started talking to me, mm. I realized, holy shit, I wasn't, I didn't, I got it wrong almost half the time. Until mm-hmm. I said, what do you mean by that? I mean, yeah. in a good way. What are you yeah. actually saying? Yeah. And I was realizing that I started to create the world. Uh, based on my own interpretations of what someone else is saying without checking in and going, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. And, Isn't and that like the... then what happens, yeah. if I start going, what do you mean by that? I move into learning and yeah. away from judging what I thought I was or something I thought it was. Well, so you're, it's, you're, it's, magic, it's, man. it's like the 3D to 5D mindset. You know, It's going from a dysfunctional, egoic way of thinking to a heart-based way, way of thinking. And when you ask someone what they mean, isn't that really literally the definition of having a meaningful conversation? Like, Love it. That's the thing is Love so many it. people are going, going through life without purpose, without meaning, and they're just doing. That's what I say a lot uh, about is we're human doings, not human beings. We just do what we're told. We do this. We do that. And you just be. Be you. You know, and people identify, oh, I'm this. I'm that. I'm a salesperson. I'm a husband. I'm a brother. I'm a... I, you take all of those layers off shed all those layers away and i am me and and i do believe that's that's where we're going and and plant-based medicine is helping in such a big way we are currently remembering and i do that in two words remembering we are remembering with our with our tribe and you know it's I have conversations like this actually all the time with with people that are like super excited about everything that's going on you know, there's all it's 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 like I was saying in A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle, you know, it, there's absolute reality and perceptive perceptive reality. You know, it's, we, we're all doing things in our own way. And there's close to eight billion people on this planet. And every single one of them is going to have their own different, unique opinion or view of you and what's going on in their world. And it's going to be completely different than yours. Yeah, and maybe not completely different, but different enough it's, that you it, should ask a question. Exactly. Yeah, not completely different. We're not talking comparing apples and ironing boards. We're talking, you know, like it's, there's still, there's there obviously going to be similarities or else your conversation isn't going anywhere. But yeah, it's, it's, we all have our own unique perspective of everything. Like everything. 
So I, <laughs> I mean, I, it's important to have that. I, I, I give you so much credit that you actually ask people what they mean when they say what they, I bet you that cat, uh, that catches so many people off of guard, off guard. Cause they're like, what did I mean by saying that? You know, there's all of a sudden they're, they're starting to question, question themselves. And I mean, maybe that's the ripple effect this world needs is for a bunch of us to just start fucking questioning what we actually mean. Well, think about the difference a conversation over the phone makes or in person versus a text. And how many times you send something in text and it got misconstrued or confused. Now think about that and think about if you were just to ask the question when you got something that you think you know what it is. But before you did, you said, well, what do you mean by that? And you got a completely different answer, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Wow. I I really gotta like well, pay you attention should. here because because normally, uh, especially especially in a situation you're about to get mad, somebody says something to you and you're about to blow up, and you're like, "Okay, before I get into this, let's go back into impact and intention." Say, "Listen, <laughs> when you said this, it impacted me like this. Was that part of your intention? Is that what you meant?" Like, "No, I was getting yelled at from my other boss. That's the only reason I yelled at you." And you're like, oh, I don't have to react the way I wanted to react then because now I have a better understanding of what is actually going on. But we are exhausted in this world and we are pulled Mm -hmm. in so many Mm -hmm. different directions that we forget sometimes to be still. And the most important thing I believe is a conversation in in every situation when both people are listening, not just waiting for their time to speak. Preach. In sales, man, I see it so often. And I used to do this where, you know, yeah, you're listening, but you're listening so to, to figure out what you're going to say next. And you're not truly listening. That's another thing that I really get excited about for our future that I think is going to be the foundation of our future. And that's unconditional love. Because uh, when you think from your heart and you're not thinking from a judge, judgmental uh egoic state the your the love doesn't have the conditions that it does in this weirdo world that we live in you know how many it's so often oh i love you because you love me or i love that this person does that and it's not the real that's not true love it's, Dude, I don't, don't don't let's not because man it is that is it that is it that is a 40-year conversation. Yeah. Like love itself is a 10,000 different words, right? Like yeah. I sit there all the time and I've made horrible mistakes. And I say, I love you to somebody. And like, well, you don't because this is what I expect um, when someone loves me. And I'm like, oh, that's, oh, that's, I'm sorry I misconstrued it, right? But here's, here's the thing where if you really want to get past that, you really want to get to know somebody, mm. sit across from them and stare into their eyes for five minutes. Don't say a word. Oh. And, and try to put your spirit and soul into their body. The, that's when you understand who they are. I don't know what unconditional love is. I think that's just this overused term. But I'm like, I want to get to know you. I got to forget me and try to go to you. And there, in that moment, when you're staring at somebody's eyes, it's weird if you try it for five minutes and it's uncomfortable. Yep. There will be an opening of your heart if you both are into it in a way that doesn't make sense but is beautiful. That to me is the definition of unconditional love. Who cares about the conditions, but you love them and you, you get that connection. I've heard a lot about this eye gazing thing. Uh, cause you're like staring, it's like staring into the windows of their soul. That's why they say that, right? And I, five minutes, like that's, that's like, that would be interesting to do that. It's an eternity. And you go through places where you get to feel their pain, which doesn't make any sense. But at the end of it, you are like, 
I am you, you are me, not separate. Yep. It's weird and it's beautiful. I encourage everybody that's having trouble with the people that they love. Uh, now I might be talking to myself. You know, they said that. I love that. You're going to have to uh, have a know, little five minute stare down in the mirror. Five minute stare down. <laughs> and not, not just a blinking test, right? yeah. but something like that. Um, yeah, I think words are in language is an incredible thing. I think that's one of the reasons we've been chosen to evolve as a species is because of language. Mm-hmm. Now I think what we need to do is to make sure that we understand the words that we're speaking to each other. Man, again, you take nail on the head because personally I'm, I am and always have been a big numbers guy. And the reason being is numbers are numbers. It doesn't matter what language you're in. A number is a number. Whereas words can be manipulated and have been, especially in the English language, to keep us enslaved and, and controlled. You know, uh, I, can, I couldn't agree more with that. I'm actually personally doing a course called Wisdom's Calling because you're absolutely right. If you haven't gained skills over the last two years, you're you're doing it wrong. Uh, we've had all the time and opportunity to make a change in our lives, uh, make it a positive change because we're all, all of our lives changed. Whether you make it a, pe- a positive or neutral or negative one, that's that's completely and, and entirely up to you. But I'm doing this cl- uh, this course on how to reclaim your sovereignty as a human, and it's understanding the laws that we operate under, and it's fucking wild how misled we've been. Yeah, I, uh, I listened to that uh, podcast on sovereignty that that uh, you had, and uh, it is a dangerous time for the powers that be, and uh, mm-hmm. it is a good time for those of us that... Recognize? Uh, defy the rules that don't make sense but also to we we have to they do have a legal power like they do have a lot mm-hmm. of things here and so we have to love and and treat with ridiculous levels of love compassion kindness and respect uh, as we regain our sovereignty and bring the people that are representing those things back to their own sovereignty and go the systems that you've been attracted to that you're a part of now will crumble um but you will be better for it yeah and let's and let's build something better around it yeah and uh so as much as i'm not like go truckers like i'm not, I'm not i don't get too much into that can it candidly i mean yep. costa rica now right yeah. i i love the spark it is Let a me... time of great revolution but we cannot I don't think we will get the most positive results if we you can't change power without love. Yep. Um, but it eventually win, you know. The, what the, do you say about uh, That's what I said the whole time. About a a, uh, a drop of water yep. bores a hole through a stone, not through violence, but because it does Persistence. it often. Yeah. Yeah. I've always said that love is the only way out of this. And it's funny because you mentioned about my hat earlier, about how my hat was on backwards. Let me turn it around for you quickly. <laughs> Wearing my fuck Trudeau hat. <laughs> Wear it rather- He's just a puppet, man. He's oh, 100%. You know, and I, I couldn't agree more because now you got you got people like, oh, yeah, Pierre Paulivier, he's going to come in and he's going to be great. And he doesn't care about the lockdowns and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, hold on a second. You mean we've gotten to a spot where you understand that we can't trust our our government and the politicians. 
And you're going to go ahead and start trusting our politi- the, the politicians again? Like, ah! But you, again, hit the nail on the head. Because love is the only way out of this. People are like, oh. As, as angry as we may be, as, as much as we still operate in a system that enslaves us, mm-hmm. we have to start to, and we need to do this gently, uh, to be honest, um, pure and total freedom for me, as close as I get to it, the, the more frightened I am to see if I can survive it. Mm-hmm. If we go back to the Stone Age, the Caveman Age, and I got to go find food, kill my food, my food. Yeah, hunter-gather. Fire, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Even if it just flipped that, you know, half as much, I'd be like, could I do it? I'm like, yeah. Would it be difficult? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, could everybody in the world do that? No. No, no. Full what fuck. kind of world would that create for us, right? Yeah. And so hopefully one of community, uh, I mean, it might take another 200 years, but no, I, it's sort I, of... Uh, <laughs> I, I, could, I couldn't agree more, more with you, man. I mean, I hope it doesn't take that long. I hope that we can see the grand solar flash or whatever it is you're waiting for, the second coming of Christ. But, you know, at the, at the end of the day, nobody's coming to save you. And so you have done a phenomenal job of taking responsibility and accountability for yourself. And it's awesome that you're sharing with others so that others can start going down that road because it is, you know, I want, I don't want to say you're, you're not, you don't, you're not free because nobody in the world is technically free right now because we all, we have things like our, our charter of rights and freedoms and our bill of rights. And like, I always ask people like who upon good behavior is granted rights and freedoms prisoners. Yeah. I mean, I go back to the Ten Commandments. As long as you're not killing people, I think you can live under yes! radar. I mean, you know, like yes. I don't. I don't get too much into that because I haven't been charged. I have. I used to work in the. Uh, uh, as a young as a counselor for young offenders in closed custody back in Saskatchewan, uh, when I was in last year's university, and uh, and I saw what the sis the legal system did um, to the kids. I saw what the legal system did to the um, uh, counselors and the guards that stayed in too long. And I saw what it did in general. And uh, I think they realized that it needs to be overhauled. Uh, But (laughs) the most disturbing thing that I started to realize at the extreme level is that people who I was, when I was a youth counselor and uh, would be in close custody, this would be the worst of the worst murderers and stuff with kids that would be up to 18. is that if it, and I left at about four years uh, of being there because I was like, there's a different path for me. I mm-hmm. knew this would be a really secure job, and everything would be good for me. But um, recidivism wouldn't go down. Uh, the native kids, typically that were there, would uh, end up going to the adult system, yeah. and uh, and I was just part of that system. And then this weird thing I started to notice: the guys that stayed four, five, six years started to. be criminals themselves like they started to sort of the, the, the gap or the line between being the guard and being the prisoner yep. it either solidified and they became really mean and hard or they started to empathize and that brought them and they turned into mm-hmm. and so it was like this crazy thing and maybe i always look at things a lot bigger than they are yep. but i was like i don't want to get like that that's yeah, a cycle like, not, not saying that 
that's bad, but I don't want to. This is, it's like a black hole. Very happy. It's like a black hole. It's trying to like nobody's getting out of there and, and doing anything good. Or, or, or it's very very little are, and yeah. it's dragging good people down with them. I I totally understand why that happened. They, from an energetic standpoint, you're you're surrounding yourself with with constant negative negative energy. Like it doesn't align with who you and are. Karmically, mm-hmm. as a jailer, it's might come back right. Yeah. Yeah. Look where I live right now. This is just this is I know I'm your office, but you I'm know, in a way. Very, very well, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> if that if that's prison then fucking lock me up, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's it's uh it's the uh, rainy season in Costa Rica right now. And a lot of people come here during that time because it rains quite a bit and it's torrential for yep. moments, but yep. the greens oh. come out this incredible color and the the, the ground moves from brown to red. It's just yep. sick, it's awesome out here. Oh yeah! As, as you were saying that, I could hear something going on in the background it too, birds, like yeah. birds and stuff. I'm like, oh man, uh, it's. I mean, I live in BC, so I know a thing or two about torrential downpour. Um, yeah. <laughs> the weather up here has been just fucking brutal so far this year. I've been watching it. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I still, I still got my place in in Vancouver, and uh, and uh, st- uh, but I don't plan on going back. Um, but uh, yeah, man, there's uh, lots of ceremonies, plant medicine stuff for you when you're ready to come visit Costa Rica, Shane. Oh man, I, I I cannot tell you how much I look forward to that. Uh, before we wrap this episode up, um, I wanted to quickly tell you about a buddy of mine uh, who is very big into plant-based medicine as well. He's done some ayahuasca ceremonies and. Um, uh, what is, what's the male counterpart to ayahuasca? Abu, Abagoba? Oh, Ibogaine. Ibogaine. Yeah. That's like the male counterpart to ayahuasca. You done that yet? No, Ibogaine is, uh, Nigerian. Uh, and it is, if you watch the movie Dosed, you can see uh, a girl go through it. It actually takes you, takes you down, um, and turns you back into a child, to a teenager, okay. and then to an adult again, and completely rewires your mind. And so watch those. You'll love it. Yeah. I, I think I met her uh, 25 years ago, sitting at a pharmacy one time, and she was trying to get, uh, what's the thing when, you, when you're trying to get off heroin? Oh, methadone. Yeah, she's, try- she's asking for methadone, and she wanted to get it from this place and another place. And I'm looking at her because she's, she was really pretty. And I was like, Jesus, gorgeous. And she's asking for methadone. Yeah. And I was like, taken aback. And she's the main star in, in the movie Dosed. No Won shit. a whole bunch of awards. Wow. I can't, I'm shocked you haven't seen it. I've uh, heard, yeah, uh, I've heard of it. I just, I like, I've heard the movie Dosed, but I've just never actually, I didn't know that it was about uh, Abuga. Um, uh, it's, so it's about one girl's uh, journey using mushrooms, um, specifically heroic doses to get her through a place. Yeah. But she can't get, she can't stop using heroin. And in fact, they they, they think she stopped using heroin in the movie. Mm. I don't want to ruin it for anybody. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. And they, yeah, so so, but it's uh, it's uh, yeah. You want to talk about uh, that? No, I I okay. So I haven't done ayahuasca yet. I've done everything, but okay. I haven't done ibogaine yet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for my experience and what plant medicines do, ibogaine is usually about ten, at least last year or two years ago, about ten grand a session, and Holy that shit. is yeah. It, it, at least how they were doing it back then, or in the movie, yeah. when you go there and do that, and that is for high high level uh, drug addiction to the yeah. point where you cannot, you think you're going to die if you don't get a drug. Right. Yeah. And you see that you can see her go through the stages. So that's, 
uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, no um, shit. And 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 ayahuasca. Uh, I, I mean, I'll do it soon. Um, well, but, you're in the right uh, place for it. Yeah, it's like every every month, every couple of weeks uh, out here near Tamarindo. Just go out there. There's literally um, malocas and plant medicine groups popping up everywhere, creating its own sort of challenges i, I talked mm-hmm. about it in the last episode of parables of plant medicine when i was like well guess what ayahuasca if i say it on my podcast and i tell them okay that i was there that's illegal now they made that illegal in costa rica so they're wow. like no and then you have the traditional jungle shamans yeah. that are like you guys are making this a holiday a yeah. vacation yeah. not a serious path and yeah. we don't like it and so we're in this interesting transition between the two i am happy that guys like you and i are part of the pioneers but yeah you know it is it is uh it's a lot less dangerous to be what we're doing now than we were but uh, there are still forces at play and um they'll continue to be there but it's 100 percent worth it yeah i i couldn't agree more man i've heard like that's actually a real like that's a life goal for me that's what i believe to be my purpose here I got a couple of little conspiracy theory things that are waiting, uh, and if if when they pop off, I'm I'm opening clinics up here, man, because uh, ketamine assisted therapy is all, is legal in North America. Um, personally, I've never done ketamine. Um, I find it interesting. I've seen some comparisons. Uh, it's like a one hour thing as opposed to a six hour thing uh, if you compare it to mushrooms. But uh, I, I know that you the you you should have some assistance there because I mean it is a horse tranquilizer. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I I knew coaches that I trained with that were doing ketamine, um, and even our head coaches like I wouldn't do it. It still seems like a little bit too much of the classics there. But then the other people like no no uh, for for what she needed she was like it was the best experience to getting through some trauma that was located in her body in places that were there so it's kind of like you have to always guide it man you got to have people there that kind of know um and then you'll understand if it is your thing as well it was interesting because every time i was doing my plant medicine course and i learned about all like there's a whole bunch of them but really Mm -hmm. focused on about 30 Mm -hmm. i was always okay what plant medicine does what for what and I always wanted this grid to say, okay, ayahuasca is good for this. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mushrooms are good for that. And then it's like. There's no cookie cutter answer, is there? Yeah. The answer is the plant medicine that works best for you is the one that takes you closest to home. And mm. and then you're sort of like, okay. And I'm like, well, do I have to do all 30? Really, you know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, in conversation, I think that um, microdosing mushrooms changed my life, uh, made everything brighter in mm-hmm. terms of colors made everything conversations deeper and fix some neuro stuff in my head for yep. sure um and then if you go to the podcast in the book um uh, conversation with aliens um energetically being lit on fire and uh and a voice coming out of me that wasn't my own all that kind of stuff that that happened to me that i'm searching for other people that have had those because me and chas are sitting there when it happened and she's running across her who's and i'm like who said that she's like you did and it's like this almost religious mm-hmm. satanic experience but it's incredibly powerful at the end there we did some DMT and we were talking and I had this movement in my body. I'm like, what the hell, Chas? And she's like, your chakras are now aligned. She doesn't know what she's talking about. I know what I'm talking about, but we're having this crazy conversation mm-hmm. that seems to be looped 
in realities of wisdom that we aren't aware of yet and we're just starting to figure out i think yeah demo that's fucking that's really cool man because like that's where where we are at like as a collective i feel like we're we're really tapping into that and i do believe uh personally uh that the uh, you know when there's enough of us in the collective that that think and feel and act this way we'll see that like a a big shift and it'll be like a snap of a fingers and whether that means in the grand scheme of things because like i've said for quite a while now that oh you know we're, we're getting close we're almost there you know like we're we've almost broken through and stuff like that and i mean i've said it so many times that it's like okay yeah sure we're 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 close but then uh in the grand scheme of things i've never been wrong because you know we've been here for how long and i think just now like that's why you came here that's why i came here that's why everybody that we're naturally attracting to ourselves came here we came here to be the change in the world yeah uh i agree and 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 i think that community is a big part of it and Mm -hmm. i think that you understand now too that it's not just us as humans on this planet it is also when we talked about communication it is also um like when you do enough mushrooms or try lsd i remember i could hear my plants when they needed water it was crazy I was like, what and then uh, i was maybe it's terrible before water i don't know but they're like please water me and then and then things like that happen i do believe that uh this this isn't just a, mo- a movement of people. Mm-hmm. It's a movement in, in, in the planet is waking up when we are as well. And the yep. planet's a little bit more woke. We come continue to do this. And the moments that you're talking about, we're almost there. Yep. They're popping up all over the place. Yep. The moment for me has happened. Now there's a new moment. Mm-hmm. Um, people and, and, and there's this whole thing that I've been talking to people once in a while. And they're like, so on your path to evolution and when you finally, you know, become an enlightened one, I'm like, listen this this whole there's even, no end there's no end yeah like there's a whole bunch of other stuff that gets to happen after yep. that and here's the thing that 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 might blow your mind and that i think that happens once you get to that whole place where you finally get to that place of the enlightened enlightened master it is the loneliest place you could ever be mm-hmm. because you're singularly alone and in that moment you decide to create your reality and what you want to do and mm-hmm. and what can happen but it's still just you or you can decide to fall down as the tree to sacrifice everything you become so that the tree and other people can eat you and you can support the rest and then live again in that process. A little bit crazy to think about, but I, I, I think that, um, I, I, you... I can't poke any holes in it, my friend. Well, <laughs> that's, uh, it does sound crazy to people that are, are still bogged down by the low vibrational world that we currently reside in. You know, we get too busy doing things uh, and not being that. Yeah, that is crazy to probably a lot of people, but it makes perfect sense to me because there is no end to it. Right. You know, there that you get better and then you realize that, you know, there's the, the next level and it's not, I think personally, we kind of look at that as a maybe a negative thing because we relate to we relate work to something that we don't really want to do. But 
that's that's just part of the veil and and the you know life that we have lived for as long as we have. Shane, just for your listeners, I love, I'm I'm deep in contemplation now. I was went to a different place of what you're saying. Yeah. But the question I want to ask right now is, how do you rise from a um, a low vibration? How how do you help? That's how do you a, help your listeners, and how do you decide? No, no, answer the question. How do you raise your own vibration yourself to a different level? That's a great question. Um, I, and it's it took me a long time, and it and it again. The work never ends. It's meditation. It's breath work. It's drinking lots of water and like not sugar filled bullshit. It's eating uh, proper nutrient dense foods, whether whatever that food may be. You know, it's getting out into nature. It's funny because we were talking about uh, connecting with trees. I like not even two days ago. I think it might have been yesterday that I came across a meme, infograph meme that was explaining meditating with a tree and, and how to do it and like and and what it's doing for you and stuff. And I'm like, wow. But the cool thing is, is there's no, there's, there's so many w- different ways to raise your vibration, just like there's so many different ways to lower your vibration. It's finding the things that, that resonate with you uh, that allow you to go down that path in the easiest manner. And, and for me that it's meditation and breath work, that those are my two main uh, Wim Hof is my spirit animal. Oh, love I love it. it, man. I, 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 we don't have hot water here and it's hot all the time. So we have cold showers and everything. Oh, and I, I love perfect. Wim Hof and uh big fan of that. Yep. Uh, thank you for sharing that. I love putting people on the spot because we all kind of know what brings us higher. Yep. Uh, one of the things that I, I do every single day and I've been doing it every single day for about, so I've been doing it off and on for about 12 years, okay. but for the last four years, so I hit the pool uh, and I do the healing code meditation, one, two, three, four. Yep. And, uh, and so you count to, I, I do, I do a hundred water jumps pointing at my head this way, a hundred water jumps here, a hundred water jumps here, a hundred water jumps here. And all I know for a fact medically is my heart rate goes way down. Wow. My head is clear mm-hmm. and I can do that within less than, I don't know, it takes maybe about 10, 15 minutes. And there's a book on it called the healing code. Um, and take a look at it. And I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've talked to some of my other clients about it. They say, listen, because you, you can hear when someone's too excited and they can't. They're, they're like, the distraction of the world are inside their head. And you're like, mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. breathe. Mm-hmm. And they say six minutes, calm right down and refocus your mind to the most important thing that's right now. And the most important thing might be just listening to the bird yep. here in the background. Yep. Right. 100%. Just being. That's the most important thing. Just and, and the best way to be is just to breathe and focus on your breath. Like, don't just breathe. Listen to envision where your breath is coming, what it's doing. You know, envision a beautiful white golden light coming in and and lighting your cells up. That's a, a great way of doing it. Or for people like my my for for my uncle, who's like, I don't understand all that just jump up and down in water and know you have to hold your breath and mm-hmm. you take the work of the unconscious by having to breathe out of the water and hold your breath underwater that you give that one little part of your brain back to not do that activity it then relaxes for a moment so yes you can do all that but it's as simple yeah. as counting and breathing every buddhist monk will tell you the same thing yeah. right 
box so breathing get sleep get your sleep yeah box breathing is a good one four seconds in uh four yeah. seconds out you can do you can do you can let it flow or you can do four second holds on either end um fire breathing is a good one i i did that with my with my buddy the other day and like two second in two second out like uh, damn near fell out my chair <laughs> but you know like it's i i think the most important thing regardless of what which way you go about doing it have fun have fun doing it because it, yeah, it man, play yeah yeah find find your peace you know and if you continue to do these things more and more enough the peace will find you you know and that that's that's one of the challenges that we have is is we're constantly chasing for happiness when if we just were peaceful the happiness would find us yeah it's I've never had a goal to be happy, man. It's I've always kind of been that way. I, I enjoy the frustration of life because it allows me to figure out ways to fix stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, so amazing, man. And and having you say that, and, and I love it, um, feel free to come join us uh, for Envision 2023 in Costa Rica. Go take a look at the – it's a seven-day music festival that I just found out about, 11th year running, and uh, you're gonna, you're gonna, it's going to blow your mind. When you take a look at it, I think it's pretty expensive. So I think we're saving up now, but yeah. uh, everything you're talking about, and if it's that community that we're looking for to connect with, like we are here today, mm-hmm. um, I, I, that might be a good trip to have you there. I know uh, oh, I invited a couple people there for it. It sounds like a good time to me, man. Um, yeah, so I was, I, this is a, to me, it's a sign of a good conversation. It keeps kind of going all over the place. And I wanted to mention to you before we, cause I know you're into MMA and, and fighting and whatnot. I just want to let you know that a, a, one of someone in our tribe, <laughs> someone that's very much like us, uh, he's a very good buddy of mine. He was in, and I think like you should look this up because it's fucking cool to watch. It was called ice wars. Um, and on Instagram, I think it's ice is war. Uh, but basically it was boxing, but hockey fight. Yeah. I've seen it. Uh, I knew a guy that was in it uh, oh, like this, like a couple weeks ago. No, no. I, oh. I knew about it when it first started. Yeah. Cause they, uh, they did it back in 2010. Yeah. Yeah. And then it they was did it again this last week. Yeah. Like two or three weeks ago. Uh, it was, yeah, I think three Saturdays ago. And my buddy, who was a big part in getting it going again, he, and you would love this, because a couple weeks before the fights, we were talking, and like, uh, you know, I was like, oh, how, like, uh, how are you? Like, are you ready? He's like, he's like, bro, I've already won it. It's already done. He fucking, he, and he won. Like, his f- first fight, and he, he, said it perfectly he's like the first fight is going to be the hardest whoever wins that fight will will probably win the entire night and uh and it it was it it was the only uh fight that went the full full uh amount of time and then after his first round i'm like uh oh he might be in trouble because he's like 220 and he's fighting guys that are 280 to 300 pounds but that was on skates Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. and uh, and when you're on skates, man, that like if you've never if you've fought, but you've never fought on skates, <laughs> that's a whole different ball of wax because you're try- half of the battle is just trying to stay on your feet. Uh, but yeah, no, he he won the whole damn thing, and like the the finals, he he's like two twenty, and the guy he was fighting is two ninety, and when you watch those finals. You you watch him just unload and like the 
crazy thing is, is he'd get hit and his mindset was so dead strong that he'd get hit and like poor other guy because he just go like an animal on him and just it was it was i i highly recommend even rent like what because yeah i think you can still buy it for 20 bucks or whatever uh to watch the whole thing it's interesting right we we sit here and we talk about all these uh evolved sort of processes that we have but i truly believe in jordan peterson stuff was uh a dangerous man a good man is not a weak man Mm -hmm. uh he's a dangerous man who controls who he is and is able to protect the things that he loves i still believe that's there we're not out of the woods yet we we may still be attacked in certain times in our lives and so as much as Mm -hmm. i'm always like love 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 like oh love until somebody throws a punch (laughs) yeah yeah you can maybe hug him and go okay i mean that's why i love brazilian jiu-jitsu because i don't have to hurt my hands i don't have to hurt their face i can yeah. just put them unconscious wake them up and go hey okay. um are you okay now or no <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but it's uh but that and that's what is a beautiful thing about you know people think i talk to some people martial arts cage fighting is this barbaric sort of thing mm. um and the, the reason i was drawn to it was strictly because i could end a situation with uh, the least amount of damage well, possible, so, yeah. one one thing that gets overlooked when you look at an MMA fight or whatever is it's the fact that what comes with martial arts is an extreme amount of discipline, and, and that's what I really respect about it. Yeah, you're going out and beating the shit out of each other, but guess what? For for a lot of people, that's healthy. That that's a way of of processing the sorry catharsis. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it, it is what you make of it. Uh, and that, that's life. But, and I think I, I, I was primarily raised by my mom. My dad traveled a lot for business and stuff like that. So I can be the first to admit I'm very in touch with my feminine aspect of my body and my, my being, sorry. Uh, and, you know, that's it's. There's parts in my life where I'm like, oh fuck, I wish I was. I feel like a pussy sometimes because I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I I not avoid conflict, but it's don't deal with it the way that a man would type of thing. Sometimes I want to knock the shit out of someone, but I I'm not like that because I'm more in touch. Like I said, dude, Mike Tyson said it the best, man. When that guy came up to the gun thing and he, he started talking to him at that club, what? lot six less than six months ago four months ago yeah. and he's like it doesn't pay to be a tough guy in real yeah. life it pays to be a communicator and uh oh, and i think you just do just fine understanding what you're doing but the point is is that regardless of of there's a there's if you're smart um you understand how to protect what's important yeah uh your family your friends uh your tribe and um and then what you try to do is if uh someone's attacking it i think some of the best situations I've seen in my life is going and ask them why. And then you realize, Oh, they're just mad about something else and they yeah. have no tribe and they feel really alone. You're like, we'll join ours. Yeah. And, and as utopian as that might sound, you'd be surprised how people that are coming after you with this incredible level of ridiculous rage 
it's not you, man. Nope. It's not me. It's inside them. Yep. And you're just like, dude, I, just before we got to tell the story, I, I, I remember sitting there and I, and, and I'm, I'm overconfident. Like I, I kind of get myself into situations where guys have pulled knives on me and stuff like it's happened. I was an idiot that way. So you're like, oh, I wish I could do this. I'm the opposite. Like I don't, yep. but I'll go stand in front of a situation that is like, that's crazy. Yeah. And, uh, and I remember sitting with my friend in, in, uh, downtown Vancouver right beside there was a coffee shop there near the loose moose um and uh we were sitting there having a conversation and this guy came in off a motorcycle nice bike Asian dude a little shorter than I am and I uh, looked at him and uh he just walked over and he sat down and kind of banged his helmet on the table and my buddy's looking straight at him and he's like hey you know that guy and I'm like no so I turn around to look at him and he's like what the fuck are you looking at <laughs> and uh and uh, I sort of looked looked at him. I looked back at Dave, and I wanted to. I, made, I sure understand this since I turned my chair, and I said, "Hey, man, um, you remind me of me." And he's like, "This is full of full of piss and vinegar, right?" Oh, yeah. and I go, "I remember when I yelled at someone completely that I didn't know, and I was like, what the fuck are you looking at?'" And you know what? You know why I did that? He's like, why? He said, it actually happened to me twice. And he's getting mad at me. And I'm like, because the first time I got fired from a job and the second time my girlfriend broke up with me, what happened to you? And the guy's like, my girlfriend just broke up. Yeah. Yeah. You read, you connect with them. Like, dude, can I get your coffee, man? Are you okay? Sucks, bro. It's going to be a shitty six months, but we've been there. You're going to get through it. Don't come up. Don't do anything stupid. Right. You fucking changed that guy, the trajectory of that guy's recovery. Because I was that guy, man. Yeah, bro. Staring into someone's eyes for five minutes, putting your hand oh. like, why would I act like that? And yeah. they go, oh, I have. Oof. And they like, oh. Oof. Chills, bro. <laughs> like, actual chills. Like, it's, we need more men. We need more people like you, like that, that are, you know, you, you recognize that you took responsibility and, and you know, under under all at anger is sadness like i said and then under that is unresolved trauma and under that under that is generational trauma and that's exactly why we need plant medicine because <laughs> absolutely 100 percent uh shane it's been an absolute pleasure talking yep. to you i'm so happy that pia went and uh connected us uh, if anybody has a book inside them go check out pia edberg uh she's the only one that allowed me to get a book that i couldn't get out of myself that i needed to help me get it it's on amazon right now it's called evolved parables plant medicine my podcast season two should be coming out here in july um 12 stories of amazing psychedelic and spiritual uh, plant medicine experiences um, uh, and then mine uh, at the end of it all uh, to show you what I'm searching for in terms of shared experiences. If anybody goes to lesson, sorry, episode 12 and wants to uh, understand what I'm looking for, if they had a weird experience that they can't even understand, uh, reach out to me because mm -hmm. that's where uh, I think the juiciest stuff lays and that's where I play right now. Well, I can tell you this. I, uh, as I continue to up my doses and get more comfortable again with it, I'll be reaching out to you if I ever have any, uh, different situations that you could put. Oh, you owe me. You got to be on the podcast now, man. We're going to have a conversation. So uh, you <laughs> okay. better be having some experience if you haven't had them already, man. You owe me. <laughs> oh, let me grab it out of my desk and I'll just munch back a few grams and see where it goes. No. 
Uh, oh, yeah, and if anything gets too crazy, just understand, dude. I am, I am, uh, I, I'm trained. My degree is in psychology, but I, I can help. Yeah. In ways that a lot of people. Uh, and that, and that's I, I appreciate that a lot because I mean, at the end of the day, like I know people that will fucking take eighteen, twenty-eight grams of mushrooms, which is absolute insanity to me. But again, mushrooms can't kill you. They can only make you think that they can kill you. Yeah, but if you don't integrate the experience, if you don't learn, from what's the, the point? There's no. You're you're just going to keep spiraling in the same yeah. cycles. That and and right. that's and and if all you have to do is get a tattoo to remind you, uh, do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But all the tattoos on my body are about experiences that I've had. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Well, I uh, I'm going to do this because I've got my podcast machine, and I'd be remiss if I didn't. <laughs> i had to i had to i appreciate it i appreciate you brother and i look forward to uh the next podcast will be very different it will be a fun yeah, one that'll be good thank you for thank you for the invite and uh come to costa rica come say hi yes and thank you for the invite i will have to take you up on that okay brother you have take yourself care. a good day and i'll talk to you soon all right bye for all right bye